Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashland Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning and welcome in Jaguars Drive Time Draft Week. Two days away from the start of the NFL Draft. Joined by Brian Sexton and John Ozier, our normal crew. Two days away and yes, it's a little different this draft week. I think it started this early this week, but I also think there's a little bit of juice, guys. Maybe it's, you know, just being the draft or maybe it's the unique and gawk way to scrolling through Twitter, the cold brew I just drank, but there's still a little juice this week and that feels good. Well, to me, the juice, Brian, is the fact that we're going to have a draft. We're going to have real news. It's been so long since anything has really happened in the sports world that I think everybody's kind of hungry for it. I guess people are fired up about the unique thing still. I got to be honest. I'm past it. I'm, <laughs> I'm bored with it. I mean, I, I followed on Twitter. It's interesting. But, you know, at this point, I don't really care about it that much. I understand that fans do. Um, I think – Again, the core of this team is what they drafted last year, DJ Chart, Gardner Minshew, and I think they have a chance to add, what, three, four, five core players this week and do it again next year in the same capacity. To me, that's what the team is focused on, and it's almost like the Unique Ngakwe thing is, how do we figure this out? We'd love them to, to be here, but how do we figure this out, and how do we just start moving forward as a franchise? I wish I could fast forward to the end and be able to look back at social media and its impact on people and lives I, I, <laughs> because you see what Ngakwe has done. I mean, he, he's, he's made a mockery of his, of his high road, you know, the, uh, the top of the mountain that he took where he talked about, you know, <laughs> let a man go on and make my way and take care of my family. I mean, now he looks petty, which I guess he likes to embrace. I, I wonder if someone's telling him, hey, whoa, unique. <laughs> No one's going to want to trade a high pick and pay you if they think that they're going to be torched by you on social media. Unique, whoa, if you want everybody to win on this thing, shut up. Go away for a little while and wait and see how things happen. I, I don't live for the drama on Twitter. My juice comes from the fact that there is a draft this week. Mm-hmm. I was uh, having a conversation with one of my sons. He said, what if there wasn't a draft this week? And I just, I went, whoa, <laughs> what would that be like? I mean, what I've would we talk about? I want to look forward to this for a couple of weeks now. It's exactly. <laughs> it's yesterday. I wanted to turn on golf, and I never want to turn on golf. I mean, I just I need something to watch other than the news. I think the ratings for this are going to be astronomical, mm-hmm. um, and I think casual people who don't normally pay any attention to it at all will be drawn into it because it will be something live that isn't news, that isn't an updated death toll or number of people testing positive. People will be enthralled by the hope that the draft brings, the hope of of teams and players. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost similar. The Michael Jordan documentary came out Sunday night, and I was talking to my mom about it. And my mom, she's not a big sports follower. She really doesn't watch much at all. She'll watch the Jags game just to keep up. But she said she watched both episodes just because there was nothing else on. The ratings for that documentary are through the roof. So you have to expect the NFL draft, people that don't normally watch are going to watch this year. Yeah, it's real. You're talking about a documentary. I mean, it's, it's uh, I think it's going to be fascinating. And I'm really fascinated. We won't know until after it happens, but how they play it up. You know that very talented television, digital people are working on how to make this as entertaining as possible. There's really, 
it's a weird thing because usually draft coverage over the years has evolved. You see one network do one thing, and then somebody mm-hmm. will sort of piggyback off that the next year and develop. This is a completely new trend. I know they've been doing Skype things like this, but they've never tried to do the entire draft based on this. I'm sure there will be technical glitches, but I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they do it and how they use the technology. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I wish I could watch it. I'll be working. Yes, you will. We'll be very busy. So let's get into big things. Bucky Brooks, NFL Draft Network analyst, is going to join us later on the show, but we still have big things to talk about. Big thing one, now or later. Big thing going into the draft is this thought. Are the Jaguars in win-now mode or rebuild mode? With the recent trade talks, now including running back Leonard Fournette, it seems even more so we're shifting towards rebuild mode. So how does that impact the draft? That leads us into big thing two, number nine. Say you're in win-now mode. That means you're most likely taking a Derrick Brown, someone immediate impact on the roster on Sundays, stopping the run on defense. But say you're in rebuild mode, which I all think we're starting to believe they're trending more in that direction. Maybe you're looking at taking a quarterback at nine and getting that franchise guy, taking the time to develop him. So it's really interesting. I think we have to decide which mode we're in and that leads us to a better direction of who they're taking at number nine. And finally, big thing three, number 20, with the draft capital the Jaguars have, 12 picks. We can expect probably some sort of trading to happen, possibly even in the first round with that number 20 pick. Trading up to go get someone, trading back to get even more capital. They have eight picks day three, guys. I think it's safe to say by day three, they're not going to have eight picks anymore. Well, you wouldn't think so. And uh, getting back to number one, I still think this is fascinating. The the whole thing with rebuild, obviously they are going in a new direction. But in, in talking to people who are running this thing, I don't believe that they think that the players that they've traded away, maybe outside Calais Campbell, even even if it's Leonard Fournette on the block, I don't know that the people who are involved with putting this together, meaning Dave Caldwell, Doug Marone, the coaches, really believe they are taking a huge step back. A.J. Boy wasn't the player last year that he had been in 2017. Marcel Darius wasn't on the field. Nick Foles never played for him. I don't know that they really look at it and think, oh, wow, we're so much worse off than we were last year. But I do believe that they think they need an infusion of young talent to go forward. I really get the idea that they're excited about what they can do with the young team built around these core players who are all pulling in the same direction. Speaking of which, Ashlyn, when you said number 20 earlier, I was petrified that we're going to talk about Jalen Ramsey again. Thank goodness. No. (laughs) That who should not be named. We've talked about this. Yeah, that was tough. I, um, You know, Dave Caldwell, since the day he showed up in January of 2013, with what was clearly a takedown rebuild situation, never wanted to use the word rebuild. John, when I look at this roster, though, take the players away that you mentioned, the Dariuses, the Calais Campbells, the A.J. Boyes, and the question I don't think is, are they worse? It's, are they better, right? Is this team— right? better than a 6-10 and ten team. And at this point, I don't see how it can be. I have been saying all along, this is a, a 2021 situation where you're going to want to try to win in 2021 and make all the right moves in 2020 so that you set yourself up. Um, 
I, I, I'll call it reconfiguring. They're reconfiguring the roster. Coaches are never going to say, well, we're not going to win this year, so let's try this. Coaches are always going to try to win. Respect that. And that's the way that Doug Marone is going to approach it. And Dave Caldwell and general managers with a nod to, hey, look, we got to be as competitive as possible. Let's go win some games. I still think this is a reconfiguration and this is a 2021 and beyond, which is why I have been advocating for take your swing at quarterback. Make sure that you do what it takes to win then. Winning now is fine. However, they're not the best team in the division. And I don't know that this is a playoff team in 2021, even if you hit an A-plus in the draft. I would rather win then, as in 21, 22, 25, 27, 28. I want to put my position in place so that I can win long-term. That position's a quarterback. Here's the thing that worries you a little bit, and not worries, but I get I, I get questions all the time. You can imagine, guys, are we tanking for Trevor, tanking for this, tanking for mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly... This doesn't feel like that for this reason. Um, I don't know if Gardner Minshew is elite, but I do know one thing. None of us do. Put whatever you're putting on the field with him, he's going to win four or five for you. He's going to win three or four just because he's going to gut it out. To me, he is not a one in 15 quarterback where things just go off the rails if he plays. So if he's the guy, I don't see any way in the world they're picking number one overall. I don't care how he's good enough not to be the number one overall pick team mm-hmm. in 2021. So that's why, Brian, I, I think your point has a little merit, and I can see you just itching. You know, well, I, you, tag for two point is merit, right? Maybe you take the quarterback now. Yeah, exactly. This is a moment where you have a rare combination of both draft capital and quarterbacks who can help you. Look, if you don't have your quarterback, and no one can say, well, they've got their guy. No one says that about Gardner Minshew. People say, maybe he's their guy. But if that's your situation, you got to go find the guy and keep swinging and swinging. Forget the Blaine Gabberts and the Blake Bortles. Just keep swinging. You've got to have the man. Here are my thoughts on next year. Who knows what next year brings? Didn't the Tua injury teach us that? If the Dolphins were tanking for Tua, they would be moving up had he not been injured. They would be going as high as it took to get that quarterback because, by all accounts, the only reason he's sliding is because of the questions about that injury. You don't know that Trevor Lawrence doesn't suffer a similar injury or an ACL or a shoulder or something that puts him in the situation. And he doesn't have to be in next year's draft. He could stay for his senior year. Your strategy is hope, and it isn't maybe he'll be there next year. Your strategy has to be for now. And if they want to build a winner for now and then, go get the quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, our next guest have the Jaguars picking a quarterback at number nine. NFL Draft Network analyst Bucky Brooks joins us next on Jaguars Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to 
exchange without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. During these unprecedented times, Brooks Rehabilitation is working closely with their hospital and community partners in Northeast Florida to ensure patients are receiving necessary care. They'd like to thank all the doctors, nurses, therapists, and other clinicians, as well as first responders, retail and food industry workers, teachers, and everyone who's working tirelessly on the front lines right now. Your compassion and dedication is appreciated. If you'd like to learn more about how Brooks is preparing for COVID-19, please visit brooksrehab.org or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. The Congre and Pen Farm is closed until further notice, but you can still order products from the Congre and Pen online shop. This is the Congre and Pen website for more information. We're back, Jaguars drive time, Tuesday morning, two days before the start of the NFL draft. And no one might be as busy as this guy that joins us on the show right now, Bucky Brooks, NFL Network draft analyst. Do you need a nap yet? No, I don't need a nap, but it is getting busy. But this is an exciting time of year for scouts. This is almost like uh, the Super Bowl, all of the work that has been done the past 365 days. You finally get a chance to see if you get to be a contributor in the war room is really a fun part of the process. How different has this been? I mean, we were just talking, there's still some juice this week. You feel the excitement growing, but I mean, I'm sure right now you would be in Vegas right now. How weird has this been? Uh, it's been a lot different, but I think um, it'd be something that teams will consider going forward because this is probably be the purest process that we've seen. A lot of times when scouts go on the road and you kind of get around your buddies, you can have kind of the group think tank mentality i think Mm -hmm. this will be one where your opinion will be your opinion alone and the guys who are really good evaluators they will really make out like bandits in this draft uh because it will be one that is really solely based off the film evaluation and not a lot of the rumors and innuendo that you may hear that makes sense never thought of it that way your mock drafts they've changed drastically your three mock drafts that you have recently most recent Tua at nine to the Jaguars. I don't think I've seen any other mock draft that says that. Yeah, so what you're getting in in the buzz that is kind of coming out is the medical situation with Tua. And do you really feel comfortable uh, taking a player in the top five who may have some medical concerns when you haven't had the opportunity to really get your doctors around him? Your training staff hasn't had a chance to kind of poke and prod and really see where he's at. Because of the circumstances surrounding the way that we're operating and doing business, people, teams may take a more conservative approach when it comes to guys with a medical risk 
So there's a, a real possibility that Tua Tungavaloa could be sitting there at nine for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then you have to make a decision. Do you really believe in Gardner Minshew being your franchise quarterback? Or is this an opportunity to get a guy that could be your franchise quarterback? Because when I look at Tua, I see a left-handed version of Drew Brees. And I can talk about the on-field talent and how he spends it. But I, what I really can tell you is, from an intangible standpoint, he is everything that you want as a franchise quarterback. If Tua isn't a top five pick, why is it okay for the Jaguars to take him at nine? What makes it okay there? Well, I think at some point, what you have to do is kind of do the risk-reward uh, situation. And I think uh, sometimes when you're kind of rolling the dice, you want to roll the dice on a guy that you think can be a high-end player. I think if you look at him play and watch the tape, he is a high-end player. He is a guy that people were talking about tanking for prior to the season. And so if it's a situation, and I've kind of likened it to Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. If I told you, Jaguars fans, you have an opportunity to get Andrew Luck, for as brief as Andrew Luck's career was, would you take it? I think that's the kind of risk that you, you may be doing, dealing with when you talk about Tua. We may have a six-year run where we have a quarterback that plays at a really high level. Are we okay with that? And I think most teams would say that they're very, very okay with the franchise quarterback playing at a Pro Bowl level. I have been beating the quarterback drum long enough. Uh, yes, he I'm going to stay off. Don't I'm going to stay well. Well, because <laughs> Bucky and you can attest to the young lady that if you don't have a quarterback, you aren't winning. Uh, I think we know that in Jacksonville. But let me ask you where the drop the drop off points are. Where does the talent take a significant step backward at offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and cornerback? Where I mean, where is the, the line of demarcation where these guys, you can get them in round two and round three. Who are the guys that belong in the first round can, uh, conversation at those positions? Man, that's a really good question, uh, Brian. I, I think when you look at this draft, there are probably about 20 guys that we would deem blue chip players. And so if we look at it from offensive tackle first, uh, the big four will fall in that category, and the big four will be in any order. Makai Becton, Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills, and Andrew Thomas. Those are the four guys that you kind of expect to go. The next tier beyond them, Austin Jackson, Joshua Jones, Ezra Cleveland. So right after Andrew Thomas, there's a little uh, separation. At cornerback, um, Jeffrey Okuda and C.J. Henderson are the top guys, the guys that are viewed as tier one guys. After that, I mean, there are about five or six cornerbacks that you kind of throw in there and rank any direction. A.J. Terrell, Jalen Thomas, Trevon Diggs. Uh, there's some people that will throw Christian Fulton in there. Uh, you have Jeff Gladney that kind of pops up. And so there are a handful of guys that are that bottom of the first round, top of the second round tier um, that you like. And then at wide receiver, uh, it's kind of the big four. It's CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, you have Henry Ruggs, and then Justin Jefferson has made his way firmly into that conversation. After that, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, those guys kind of separate themselves. And so when you think about it, if you're Jacksonville, you have to figure out with two first-round picks, who is more likely to be available, supply and demand, what would be the best course of action to make sure that we get two high-end blue-chip players at two positions of need? Bucky, going into the combine, basically every single mock draft, I think except for yours, had Derek Brown going to the Jaguars at nine. And that still seems to be the most popular pick. 
Do you think, I know everyone's saying the Panthers are probably going to take him. Do you think there's any chance that Derek Brown falls to nine? I mean, I think there's a possibility that he could fall to nine for sure. I think anytime uh, you, you have quarterbacks in this draft that could be very attractive, you then have trades. And when trades happen, it just kind of muddies up the board. But I'm going to give you a name that is beginning to buzz and kind of pop up a lot in association with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And the reason his name is very popular is because he's a natural fit for what Calais Campbell left. The void that Calais Campbell left, Javon Kinlaw steps right in, and they're very, very similar. Big, athletic, physical. Outstanding player at the point of attack. Great energy. And I think what the regime will like about Kinlaw he just goes about his business without a lot of fanfare. And I think as we're seeing the changeover in the locker room, you're just talking about a bunch of guys that are blue-collar guys that go about this business and play at a high level. I think we're kind of seeing where they're going. He would certainly fit that premise. Bucky, we're still a couple of days away. Give us one name that is rising up draft boards fast, not necessarily associated with the Jaguars, but a guy who is screaming up the board and who's somebody who's falling and, uh, and is likely to be a surprise. So the pr surprise name, you talked about offensive tackles. Isaiah Wilson from Georgia could be a guy that goes much higher than people anticipate, and we're hearing he could go in the first round. And because this process is very different and people haven't gotten together, uh, that's why you haven't seen his name pop up as much. But it's a name that's generating a lot of conversation. Um, names that could be sliding and falling. Zach Bond, a really good linebacker from Wisconsin, may find himself outside of the first round, not through anything that he's done, but just because when you go through these exercises and you start fitting in names, he could just be a guy that's kind of left out. But he's a really good player. He's a guy that's versatile. He can bring a little pass rushing presence while also playing off the ball. He is a guy that's kind of falling in and out. And so that's why the top of the second round in the 30s, those are very, very valuable picks. If you do a really good job, you can get a talented player that just kind of falls out the first round for whatever reason. Bucky, haven't heard a whole lot in the last couple of weeks about Jordan Love. Has that fallen off? Could he still get taken above the Jaguars? Or what's going on with him? Yeah, no, I think, I think people are cooling on Jordan Love a little bit. I think a lot of the fascination on Jordan Love was scouts trying to rectify the misses on Pat Mahomes. And when you squint and close your eyes, you see a little Pat Mahomes and Jordan Love <laughs> in terms of the off-platform throws, the big arm, making plays. But then as you study, I think people are a little uncomfortable with the turnovers. And then you kind of dig into the character and you just kind of wonder, is this a first-round talent? I think he's someone that could slide. That's why we haven't heard as much about him being a first-round pick. I think people are just trying to figure out where he fits, and he may fit outside of the first round. All right, Bucky, giving us all kinds of options to think about in two days with the NFL draft. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a very, very busy guy. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Of course. And we come back on Jaguars drive time. Not as important as Bucky Brooks' mock draft, but our mock drafts are coming up. The long-awaited ones right here on Jaguars drive time.
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hi, everyone. This is Randy Goodwin from PRI Productions. We understand the impact current times have had on our community. As an event production company, PRI Productions has been there when you've celebrated, honored, cheered, rallied, raised awareness, or just be entertained. And we look forward to being there again soon. What a time we're going to have when we all get together again. The celebrations and gatherings will be awesome and have more meaning than ever before. But until then, we wish you and your family the very best. Be safe. See you soon. Hey, Jags fans, it's Eric Dunn. Join me Thursday, April 23rd at 7 p.m. for Duval Draft Night IG Live Countdown presented by Travel Camp. I'll be hosting a fun one-hour event interviewing Jags players past and present, coaches, fans, and you can even have the chance to win some pretty incredible prizes. So grab your gear, grab your snacks, and come join the virtual draft party Thursday, April 23rd, 7 p.m. I'll see you there. Duval! Money Pages is helping communities save and local businesses grow through its magazine and app. Download the free Money Pages app for local savings instantly today. We're back. Jaguars drive time two days before the start of the NFL draft. And it's the moment you all have been waiting for. Our long-awaited mock drafts, the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world, our Bucky Brooks, the guests we just have, they're great. We've all been waiting for John Osier's mock draft, right? Well, I don't know if we ever not, but you know, <laughs> I picking nine and twenty, which was sort of our task. We'll go into more detail on what happens right before the Jaguars at number nine, obviously, because you can get a little better handle on that. The problem is, I don't know that you can really get a handle on that. It, I I think that there's going to be three quarterbacks gone before number nine. Um, the challenge I had was trying to figure out really what the Carolina Panthers might do. You get the idea that they are interested in Derek Brown, that it makes sense. But you also get the idea that if Simmons is there, the safety linebacker from Clemson, that it's going to be hard for them to pass on him. So I sort of had that choice. Uh, I went with Simmons to Carolina. Arizona had an offensive tackle. I think that's the way they're going for Kyler Murray. So I did have a way for Brown to get through to the Jaguars. Maybe that's a little wishful thinking because I think that's the way they should go. 
Uh, so, but it's my mock draft. That's the way I went. So I went Derek Brown with that. I think that would be a pick that they would race to the table with. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I also think if he's not there, I don't disagree with you guys that offense makes sense. The way Doug Marone has been talking about impact players offensively, wide receiver there, if they think they can find elite, makes sense there. I don't think they're going to go that route there. So I'm going with Justin Jefferson at number 20 from LSU. I don't really have any passion for that pick particularly. I just think at some point during their first three picks, they're going corner, defensive tackle, wide receiver, somewhere in that order. It feels like the value at corner could slip where, why take it at 20 when you can probably get it at 42? So for that reason, if I go tackle at number nine, I got to go wide receiver at number 20. Uh, and none of this will happen on Thursday, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> very little does. I mean, how many drafts right. have you watched where you're stunned, right? Sure. Uh, I think I, my mock uh, will stun some people because I, I have teams matched up where I think. So I think Tua ends up in Miami. I, I left him at five because we didn't include trades here. And I think Okuda, the corner from Ohio State, ends up with Detroit. They may end up flipping spots, but I, I think that's kind of how this one works. I have Justin Herbert sliding to number nine and being available to the Jaguars. I think he's the guy they end up with. I don't know if they stay at nine and he slides that far. Maybe they have to move their way up. Imagine Detroit trading back with Miami and then trading back with Jacksonville again for the Jaguars to get in front of the Chargers. Look, I base this simply on the fact that the Jaguars don't have a quarterback. They have draft capital and they have quarterbacks in front of them that merit a pick. If I were the owner of this franchise, I would turn to Dave and Doug and say, look, I, I forget about this year alone. I want you thinking two, three, four years down the road, even if you're not here. So I need you to get me a quarterback because you can only win in this league with the quarterback. I think Herbert's the guy. I think the Jaguars end up trading number 42 to move up to get him. But at 20, A.J. Terrell, the, uh, the talented corner from Clemson, is one of those guys with Fulton, the kid from um, LSU. LSU, right? Yeah, yep. and Diggs, the kid from Alabama. Um, I think that he's one of those players that will be available to them at a position. I think they can address defensive tackle early in the uh, in the draft. There are some guys there, not the Derek Browns or the Javon Kinlaws, but guys who can come in and play. I think we all definitely agree they're going to need to address cornerback at some point. Those first three picks. Mine's a little shaky, and honestly, I changed this maybe four days ago. I always had big and big what we've been talking about for weeks now, offensive line, defensive line. But the more Doug Marone talked to us and the need for playmakers and scoring more points, I had to go wide receiver at nine, that explosive playmaker in Jerry Judy. And at first, I didn't think Derek Brown would be there, so I thought, you know what, they'll probably just take Javon Kinlaw. But I think nine is too high to take Kinlaw. So I have something shaky happening. Instead of them picking at 20, I think they can trade up maybe 14, 15 and still get Javon Kinlaw. And what a great first round would that would be if they could get Javon Kinlaw and an explosive playmaker with Jerry Judy. I think they use some of that draft capital, trade up and get two explosive players. I know it's a lot to handle, but it could happen. No, I like this. I mean, it's uh. The only thing that scares me about wide receiver at number nine, and I and I kept trying to put one there, everything you hear about this class is that it's really, really good, and there's 30, 35 guys who can play. And then when you talk to analysts, the caveat is always, 
but there may not be a Julio or an AJ Green or that big time guy. So when you talk about putting a guy at number nine and him not being that level guy, I'm not saying they won't do it, but that's mm-hmm. what would give me pause. If 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 you thought AJ Green was there and you thought big time game changing guy was there, I'd feel more comfortable with it. I don't know if they do it based on that, but I certainly think it's a possibility. No, I think it definitely makes more sense, most likely second round. Maybe they use the 20th pick, like you said, with the guy out of LSU. But I think they're definitely, the more Dungaron talks, the more I see them addressing right. wide receiver earlier than we thought a couple weeks ago. Yeah, their problem, and you may be right, there's two or three guys who are really, really good in this class, meaning separate from the others at the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They may not be there at number 20. So that's where I think you may have a lot of, you know, your point may be right, Shlin. To get that guy, they may have to take them at number nine. However, there is an Here old scouting adage that says, <laughs> believe your eyes, not your ears, right? This last week before the draft, everybody's talking. I wouldn't believe anything anybody says from here until Thursday. Anybody who knows anything isn't saying anything. No, I agree with that. And scrolling through Twitter and doing all these things, I mean, it got to me. I changed my opinion based on what I've heard and seen the last four days. Good general managers. Good general managers, good personnel guys pay no attention to Twitter. Yes, they keep it quiet. All right, and that is our mock draft, our long-awaited mock draft. When we come back, we chit-chat about how we're dealing with the coronavirus and how it's going to impact our draft process. Coming up. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity this is joe adib ceo and owner of mono's just reminding you that we are open for takeout and delivery one way that you can support us and our hard-working employees is to purchase a gift card online or at any of our area locations you have supported our locally owned family businesses for decades and we need your support now more than ever be safe and god bless at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jacksonville, to help keep our community safe, your friends at Travel Camp RV are now offering free home deliveries on new RV purchases up to the first 40 miles. Their specialists are fully equipped to customize your deal over the phone with live video walkthroughs to help you find the perfect unit. If you prefer to view the RVs in person, they're open normal hours and have implemented improved cleaning policies to keep you safe. Travel Camp is committed to doing everything they can to make your visit comfortable and safe. Call or visit today, 833-388-9426 or Travel Camp. 
The Jaguars are thinking about all our fans during these unprecedented times in our lives. Stay informed by following at Jack's Ready and at Healthy Florida or visit jacksready.com slash virus. We're back for our last segment, Jaguars Drive Time, right before the draft. And I had a little deja vu this morning, Brian, when I woke up and I was thinking about the show. And I remember one year ago today, John and I were sitting in the studio, and it's always different when it's just John and us. And Brian, you were in Nashville, and we were talking to you through Skype, most likely, in Nashville. And you had just gone to see Jawan Taylor and all of them at Community Visit. You were telling us all about that. It's crazy the difference a year brings well look i was supposed to be on a plane to vegas this morning imagine how i feel right now (laughs) big time vegas trip vegas it was not anymore meant for you it was hey look uh, chicago philly dallas nashville they all did they each took the draft a level higher um vegas was gonna blow them out of the water you knew it i know it yep it's unfortunate to say the least. In our draft coverage, we were just talking about our plans for draft coverage. It's going to be, it's crazy how much we're relying on technology. We're going live after picks. We're Zooming the draft pick. Normally, you're Brian, you're there talking to the draft pick, able to corral him. Uh, I think it's going to be a little difficult to talk to these draft picks in a timely manner. There's so much going on and no one is there to say, hey, Jaguars.com, it's me, Brian Texan. Well, that's it. I always snuck my way behind security and got to the elevator where they would get off so Got that it. I could grab first, and then we would rebroadcast it to the folks at the draft party in the stadium. Uh, I loved sneaking around and getting the interview that everyone wanted to make me wait for. Now, you're going to be that person that interviews them, and you can't go do anything about it. You're going to miss out on the fun part of it all. By the way, yeah. speaking of fun, guess where the draft is next year? Cleveland. Yeah! It's not quite the same as Vegas. No? Close second, though. You think? <laughs> Please, Browns fans note that that is sarcasm from Schlen. <laughs> and John, the one big difference for this year's draft is we were told, no, even though you're at home, you can't wear your pajamas during the draft. So yeah, return now. I, the good news is I will be clothed. So that's a, that's a solid. And uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably throw on a collared shirt at some point. So. So the fans a bum. Yeah. So. But no blazer. Don't get out of hand. I won't go blazer, but I will go with the manly beard. Yes, the beard has to stick at this point. You've invested <laughs> in it. Here's a question. Well, How many times a week do you change your clothes? What do you mean change clothes? <laughs> oh, change. I'll tell you okay. that, that he was the perfect person to ask that question for when we talked a little earlier. Change clothes. I'm not what? sure what you mean. John exactly. hasn't changed clothes in five weeks. He's had that same collared shirt on, but hey, it's a good shirt. It stands on its own. That it does. All right, and that is our show, Jaguars Drive Time, right before the draft. Stay tuned, jaguars.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have all your draft coverage this week. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. <laughs>